Hey, gallivanters and friends, this is the Girls Out Gallivanting Podcast, where we come together to discuss our travel experiences, travel tips, travel updates, and all things happening in the travel world. I'm Ty, and this week I am joined with co-hosts Katira. Hello. She's back, (laughs) y'all. Natasha. Hey, everybody. And Tiffany. Welcome back. This episode will not follow our usual format. It's been almost two months since her return from a trip, and we finally are all together to hear about it. So we're going to jump straight into it. Natasha, we are all ears. Yay! So uh, as you all may know, if you've been listening for a while, um, if you have not, my dream vacation, my uh, can't wait to get here vacation was to visit the Hagia Sophia in Istanbul, Turkey, and it has been on my to-do list for forever. And so my husband and I finally got a chance uh, this past April um, to visit uh, Istanbul, and we decided that since we were going to be in that part of the world anyway, we did a um, a trip where the first part of the trip, we uh, flew into Istanbul, stayed a few days. Then we hopped on a Viking cruise ship, spent a week aboard the cruise, and then uh, let off and was let off in Athens, Greece. We took a connector boat to um, Santorini and then stayed the last few days of our vacation in Santorini and flew home out of Athens. So it was an absolutely fantastic trip. I brought back plenty of stories and pictures uh, to share with everyone today. So I hope you all can live vicariously through the moment and some good moments, some great moments, and some very funny moments um, that we had along the way. So to kick us off, I'll start with um, the very landing in Istanbul. So Istanbul has a beautiful, beautiful new airport that um, looks like it's only been around for a few, maybe like a a couple of years. It's like super new. Um, The first, uh, I'm also showing pictures to my lovely co-host. And the first picture that I have up is of the Hagia Sophia because why not? Um, But uh, one of the things that was very funny along this road, funny in a, oh my God, I cannot believe this is happening to me. uh, In a turn of events, I decided to check luggage for this trip since I knew we were going to be bringing home quite a few things. Did you um, not learn anything from Larry's experience checking luggage? I, I didn't. I didn't. Um, so our flight plan was to go from Milwaukee to Atlanta, Atlanta to Amsterdam, and then Amsterdam to Istanbul. So Milwaukee to Atlanta, no issues. Atlanta to Amsterdam, no issues. However, in Amsterdam, the layover was one hour. And it was literally like the Keystone cops. It was just, everyone's running everywhere. There's so many things going on in one hour to do an international layover is not enough time at all. Uh, so of course our luggage, we, we learned our lesson too, Natasha. One hour. <laughs> it's, a horrible it's, idea. <laughs> it's not, it's not enough time. It's just not enough time, but it was a no. cheap ticket. And that's why. <laughs> So our luggage Cheat got lost. Poor, we gonna lose your shit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you will pay in another way. You will pay in another way. So our luggage got lost in uh, in Amsterdam, uh, and we both had Apple AirTags. So we did learn that lesson from Larry, uh, and so we were able to watch our luggage be nowhere near us the entire time, um, and. <laughs> We were also uh, able to see kind of where our luggage was. And the fun thing is on an Apple AirTag that I didn't realize is that if your luggage is at an airport and your luggage is going to be on a flight, you can actually see that flight information from the Apple AirTag and you can click on it and watch your luggage far away from you. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) 
like I was on the trip with you. Oh, you you were on the trip with me because we had right. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could do so that. Things, <laughs> things you learn. So, um, my luggage ended up uh, staying in Amsterdam. Matt's luggage ended up taking a beautiful tour of Charles de Gaulle Airport in, in Paris. Um, so it was great. Uh, we watched our luggage do beautiful things far away from us. Uh, so we are in Istanbul. Now, on the flip side of that, the other thing that I learned is that while my lovely husband, who I asked, hey, are you packing any like pants? Are you packing any like toiletries, anything in like your in your backpack while you're on the plane? He's like, no, I'm good. I did pack those things. I packed my medications, my toiletry bag, an extra outfit, some clean drawers. Like I packed enough stuff that fit in my little under the seat case. So when we got to Istanbul and we had nothing, my husband wore the same outfit for three days. Well, we didn't have nothing. He had nothing. He, he had <laughs> nothing. I had I had an interchangeable outfit that I just washed my my airport outfit and I could change into the backup outfit that I had. So good tip. Uh, pack some extra stuff just in case. If you plan on checking a bag, pack some extra stuff as you go along. So hey Natasha, FYI, mm-hmm. your airport the inauguration took place on the planned date of twenty nine October twenty eighteen. Oh, it was about four gosh. years old. Oh my gosh. Well, that makes sense because it was, it's, it's new. And so it probably wasn't used all of 2020. So like, or used very. I legit didn't know that they were still building airports. I thought the existing airports were what what we have. <laughs> Listen, 55% of America also believe that like the I'm, airports no. existed when the world did. No, no I ma'am. I'm, I, I'm, I know. I know I'm, it didn't. But in my mind, I'm like, they've been here. Why are you building new? <laughs> Why are you building new airports? <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Anyway. Because so, people won't get somewhere and sit down. If people get somewhere so and sit down, they won't need more airports. <laughs> <laughs> so, this, um, uh, so as we are, um, you know, enjoying the first few days of Istanbul, um, and taking all these beautiful pictures. Each of these pictures look a lot alike because we're in the same clothes throughout like throughout most of the first few days of this trip. So it looks like we did all of these amazing things in like one day and we really didn't. We did we did it over the course of a few days. So um, the to get our bags, so again, we're about to go on a cruise. The cruise is gonna leave port but we still don't have our bags. So the day the cru- that we are supposed to be on the cruise, we finally know that our bags are at the airport. Now, the night before, I had the uh, wonderful experience of watching my bag get to the airport and calling intermittently to see if they were going to drop off my bags at the hotel and being told, yeah, it's on the way, no problem, it's on the way. And then watching my bag take a tour of the greater Istanbul metro area through the Apple Air, through the Apple Air tags. Um, it, was, it was a nightmare of a night. And so the next day I was not a very happy person. And so were they dropping off other bags? They were. Um, so know. they told us like, oh, we'll drop off both of your bags because mine and Matt's bag were Natasha, were do you want to sneak the airline in? <laughs> I, I won't. I won't put them on blast. I won't. Because this is honestly, this is my first time ever having this experience. And I'm quite certain that uh, folks who have had this experience, you know, don't have had it more often with maybe other carriers. I'll say it like that. So I won't put them on blast. It happens, but I will be mindful of the next time I go to plan an international trip that uh, one hour is not enough between uh, between times. So we finally get our bags from the Istanbul airport, um, which we almost 
had an international incident because they were bringing our bags uh, to customs, but they weren't telling us anything. And so we see our bags coming through and we're like just following our bags. And then a uh, very buff Turkish man told us to please get out of the uh, customs area that we weren't supposed to be there. And it's like they like I wasn't paying attention. I was so busy looking at my bags. And then he was like, no, leave now. And, and then I looked up and, you know, it was a dude who was in military gear and ready to, to throw down if need be. So uh, we listened uh, and waited. <laughs> you think? Because I'm like, I'm all ears. I'm, you know I watch a lot of To Catch a Smuggler. So. You did? <laughs> the only thing I'm smuggling is she and bathing suit. And I, <laughs> and I shouldn't have been bringing those. So, uh, I was about to say, those may not be allowed. They may not be allowed. So... Um, so we finally get our bags and we get outside to the taxi area to go get a taxi. Um, and it turned into Mr. Toad's wild ride, getting back to the hotel so that we could get the rest of our stuff to go onto the ship. Um, we got into an accident while coming from the airport to get back to the hotel because our driver, our taxi driver was going too fast and, um, Slightly sideswiped uh, a bus, <laughs> like a mini bus. He sideswiped a mini bus, and all, and we almost got propelled into the full passenger bus in front of us. So it was it was literally like boom, arr, like like it started to accelerate, <laughs> and I. I saw my life flash before my eyes oh my and I God. held on to Matt's hand like really tight. And then we both just kind of like sat back. Now, nobody has seatbelts on because in the U.S. you generally don't wear seatbelts in a taxi. But after that moment, I was like, maybe we need seatbelts. Just saying. Um, so we put our seatbelts on and we continued on the ride. Wait, did, did they stop? They stopped for like five minutes. They yelled at each other in Turkish, and then they got back in the car. Wait, no insurance information. No insurance. No cops. No nothing. It was just you idiot. And then back in the car. And they got back in the car. And they got back in the car. So, um, so we are, you know, on our way. Um, we're on our way, you know, back to the airport, and. Maybe about 10, or not back to the airport, excuse me, back to the hotel, and maybe about 10 minutes before we get to the actual hotel, we're coming to a crosswalk, and and we're in the city now. We're in the city of Istanbul, and there are tons of people. It is the beginning of the height of the season, and so there's tons of people crossing the street. Well, our driver forgot that people have to cross the street, and so he slams on the brake. Wait, this is the same at, driver. At the same same driver. <laughs> Flames on the brakes at the crosswalk. And then everybody's looking around because there's probably easily a solid 50 people trying to cross. Jesus Christ. So he didn't see and 50 people crossing the street. <laughs> he was he was so busy thinking about the minibus either, too. He didn't see the minibus. So this we had a true. we had a man who was just really not caring. He slams on the brakes. And he's and like people are like actively like, oh my god, we could have been hit. He rolls down his window and then begins to scream in Turkish. Now I don't speak Turkish, but I'm quite certain that that man said some racist remarks. I don't know what he said, but it sounded it sounded like colorful words with a few like choice phrases sprinkled in. And I was like, I I don't I just can I walk? Like how far? <laughs> you, how far Natasha, am I? You right? I'm like not this. How far is it now? How far is it has taken a completely different me? You, you don't know how far is it? I'll just walk. I'll walk. I'm good. Can I walk? Can I walk to the hotel from I think here? I, know I have he said. to. I think I know I, what he said. He said, I, "Y'all mm. ain't see this bus coming." <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> so so yeah so he he like you know like I said slams on the brakes 
starts cursing out the window. We finally get to the hotel. And when I tell you, I, I'm generally like, like, you know, real easygoing. I don't really cause a lot of, unless you cause a fuss, I'm not going to cause a fuss. But I've never gotten out of car so fast in my entire life, ever, <laughs> ever. I just, I just rolled out of the car like it was still moving. I, like, I was ready to go. Uh, and Matt jumps out. He like had the money ready. Like generally the both of us are like really, we're not slow people, but we're not like, like we take our time. This is someone who doesn't have the money ready. Like he'll get the money ready when the car stops. That's easy. Money was ready. Money was ready. Both of us are rolling out of the car. Like he's back at the trunk, like opening up the trunk to get the, like we were moving with a sense of urgency that I've never seen in either of us. Um, and so it was just nice to know. And this is all in the first 24 hours of this trip. This is all within like the first 48 hours of the trip. The, the um, first 48. First 48. So I, I love I, a good crime show. <laughs> no, I don't want crime. I don't want crime. I mean, you were almost. I was times. almost. I was almost a part of crime, but I didn't ask to be a part of crime. This is how people get locked up abroad. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know any of this was going on. So um, so we finally get back to the hotel. We are uh, good to go. And we get our bags. We get another cab driver um, who, something that I've noticed. Y'all didn't want to take y'all losses? <laughs> I'm walking. You're not sure. <laughs> We didn't know where we were going, or we went, we might have walked. Honestly, they didn't have but, those little scooters and stuff. The bikes they that you didn't just rent. What? They no didn't. scooters? No, there was no scooters. At least not where we were, because we were we were down. Um, I am going to forget the name of the the um, river, but it's a major river basically that separates Turkey from east and it separates Istanbul east and west. Um, so we were literally on the waterfront and there weren't any scooters down there. Um, so we get the next um, taxi uh, and that taxi cab driver uh, goes to the school of that my great grandmother uh, went to, um, Stone Throwaway University, where everything is just a stone throw away, but they are major league pitchers. Nothing. Is I was close. like, wait a minute. Nothing is close. If you ask my great grandmother where things were, oh, it's just a stone throw away. And you're like, where are you chucking these stones? What? How far? <laughs> how far is it? It's on the um, river. You throw it on the exactly. river. Exactly. <laughs> so he brought us down to the pier where the ship was going to be. And we were like, well, we don't see anything. And he's like, yeah, it's just over there. It's not far. So after 15 solid minutes with luggage, like big luggage, uh, trying to figure out where we were. We finally made our way to not the ship, the opening to where you would actually check in to get in on the ship. <laughs> it was on a, um, what was that song? Fantastic Voyage. I, exactly. Um, <laughs> It was, so the, it the, was the like, song sounds a little bit more chipper than Natasha and Matt, <laughs> Matt probably felt. So we finally get checked in on the ship. Um, and because I've only now had my luggage for a solid hour by this point, um, I was not the best person to check my luggage in because it's Turkey and they, you know, do everything very easy. And so when I go to check in my luggage, I say, yeah, I'm on the Viking star. He's like, yeah, 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 no problem. I was like, no, you're, you're way too, you're, you're way too relaxed for my comfort. Um, I need you to have a little bit more seriousness in taking this piece of luggage, sir. So, and I don't know how many Vikings are out there. So let's, let's start again. I'm on the Viking star. Where's the tag that's specific to my bag? <laughs> Cause I've gone through this. So. He's like, he's like, there's no tag. 
no, no, no. <laughs> I no, took no. my luggage myself. <laughs> and that's, that's exactly what I did. I was like, no, I'll take it. He's like, no, ma'am. I was like, no, no, no. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's fine. And I got this. He, he was like, no, it's too big. It won't go through the, the the little machine. And I was like, I don't care. I will open it myself. I will unzip things that you need to see. I've even shrinked some stuff. I have the little machine. I'll shrink it back up. I will take it. And he's like, no, no, no. We'll take it. Like, we'll take care of it. And I was like, okay, so what's your name? So I just started like writing down his name. He gave me the tag. I wrote my full government name on this tag, the Viking star, my address, the address in Turkey, our address that we would be in Santorini. Like I just start writing multiple bits of information down. And I was like, this, this bag needs to make it on the ship. I don't give a care about the other bags that don't make it i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you now this bag has to make it on the ship i think i scared him a little bit because i am i'm not a slight woman Mm -mm. again there's a song for this Viking would be the version. Viking is virgin the, 60 plus. Okay, that's what I was wondering. I wondered if virgin is before you had a kid. And then Viking yes. is if you, can get free, if you can get free Danny's, okay. you can get on this ship. Yes. So uh, we were standing in line to check in for the Viking cruise. And we just like took a gander at the rest of the line. And we were solidly now I, I'll say I was solidly 30 years younger than the median age of people in the line and Matt was probably around the same so it, you know it, it wasn't a big deal but we definitely kind of knew what we were getting into we knew it was going to be an older crowd um, I think that uh, one of the the uh, things that we did not realize was that the entertainment would be geared towards a crowd that is much older than their median age. So, for example, 
like we decided we were going to go to one of like the the Motown nights on the ship. Uh, they were singing songs by like Etta James and young Elvis Presley. And I said, these aren't that old people. <laughs> these old people were like 70s, eight, like 70s Elvis, like big Elvis in Hawaii, in Vegas. Like they reliving the good old days. These people aren't young Elvis when he was like just coming out. That was my only that was my only argument about the or about the entertainment. Otherwise the entertainment was fantastic. The singers are great, the dancers are great, everything was fine. Um the one issue, so the ish that I will get to, uh, is we had an issue with our room. So our room was directly above nope. the Nope. Yeah. That should yep. not be an issue. Nope. It was an issue. <laughs> Our room was directly above the one of the lifeboats. And for some reason, there was a hydraulic problem with the lifeboat. So it kept falling a little bit. And then the hydraulic <laughs> would kick in and the lifeboat would jack it back up. And so you would random times throughout the day and night, you would just hear wham. No, ma'am. And then throwing the, this whole trip away. Right. Yeah, what are you talking about? And then, the, and then the, the floor would vibrate. So when it happened, no, no. the first time, we were kind of like, oh, that was new. And then the second time it happened, it was like 2.30 in the morning, and I thought we were capsizing. So I... <laughs> no. I was, I was, I, we complained about it quite a few times. Um, and the first time... Uh, they were like, well, do you have, when did it happen? And we were like, it happens at random times. We don't know. The next time it happened, uh, we, and we complained, uh, they were like, well, the cleaning people didn't hear anything. So maybe it was just a one-off. And we were like, it's not, it's happening like often enough that you can't time when it's going to happen, but it's happening often enough that you hear, you, you know, it's going to happen. Uh, the third time, the uh, lady that I spoke to told me that it was the TV, that I had not turned on the entire cruise. And that's when um, the very irate Black woman in me uh, went a little bit off. And uh, then my very wonderful husband said, hold on. Let me take care of it. And I was like, you should, because if I take care of it, I might go to jail. She just. <laughs> and we're not doing that. And no. we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Not so, on this Viking cruise. We're not. We're not. We shouldn't. Uh, so well, you're the minority in probably more ways than one. <laughs> Ma'am. There were three of us. Tea. There were three of us, actually. But how old were the others? Does not matter because she's minority <laughs> in any other group. So she... <laughs> there were three of us and the other two were um, a bit older. Um, so uh, to T's point, I was I was in the minority. Yeah. I have. No. So- the next song in mm-hmm. your soundtrack because it's giving oh Celine. My, <laughs> my heart will go wrong. Okay, so I get the soundtrack together because I don't want to miss any parts for this show. <laughs> so yes, unfortunately, that was not great. Um, uh, but we did get a room change. They upgraded our room to like the next suite, but that was almost four days it was like three and a half days into a seven day trip you spent like the first half waking up in the middle of the night being scared half to death by a lifeboat that doesn't seem to have its hydraulics in order uh and then when we found out that it was the lifeboat because we um finally uh, my husband finally got confirmation from the um I guess the captain who oversees like the rooms or what have you, the the hotel version of a, of a GM for our ship. Uh, he. They're still hotel managers, actually. 
Right. Mm-hmm. So he so he was the one who actually like worked with uh, my husband and with the engineering team to find out what was going on. And the engineering team basically said, like, yeah, it's the lifeboat. We don't know what's going on. It just keeps lowering and raising and it and it's hitting the the underside. So um, note to self, find out where the lifeboats are on the ship and don't room in those spaces. So that's another unfortunate thing that we learned from that trip. Um, the to make it like a sandwich of pro con pro. The pro is that we did some amazing excursions. We were in Ephesus. Um, we went to a number of places in the Bible that I did not know were real. And I felt real stupid. I, I knew that Ephesians is a whole chapter in the Bible. Ephesus exists. I knew this. We wrote Paul wrote letters to the Ephesians. And yet for some reason I didn't think that that was a real place. But it is it is um they've excavated like 20 percent of it and you are now able to tour it and it's it's an absolutely beautiful beautiful location so it's something that if you ever have the opportunity to see i would encourage people to see it um just because of the overwhelming amount of history if you're a history person the overwhelming amount of history that is there um we also saw a they did a little play in Ephesus uh where you could uh see Caesar and Cleopatra meet um this was a very interesting play uh they did a fake sword fight and a random dog came out of nowhere to stop the sword fight it was quite funny uh so all of that was was fun but overall the excursions are included in viking they do offer pay uh paid excursions so you can enhance your experience if you want to but the excursions basic excursions are covered by viking so a lot of the excursions that we went on we didn't have to pay and we were still able to um meet people meet um Tour City, and just do a lot of fun things. Um, so included in that was Rhodes, Crete, Troy, Ephesus, uh, and I'm missing a place, but if I find it along the way, I'll let you know. So one of the very cool bits that I got to participate in is in Rhodes, uh, the town itself uh, sits um, is one of the uh, is on one of the Greek islands, and there are a number of places that you can kind of get lost in. And so, while my husband took a, a wonderful hike up a mountain to go look at a church, all things that I've seen and wasn't going to do. I was gonna say, I know you didn't do that. No, ma'am. I was <laughs> also wearing an all white specific. dress. Yeah, I was wearing an all white dress, and I was like, I. None of those activities are conducive to wearing this dress, and I wore it on purpose. You was looking cute, though. I did. I looked. Did you say you wore that on purpose? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And you know what's hilarious? Uh, Matt looked at me and went, "Huh." So he knew I wasn't going to go on that hike up a mountain to go look at a church. Smart the minute word. I put that outfit on, he he's like, that's what you're wearing today? Right. That's fine. But I like, like how he left it at, huh, is that what huh. you're wearing today? Is that what you're wearing today? Like, I said, mm-hmm. And he yeah. said, okay, and moved, moved along. And he kept, and he moved right on along. He had his little backpack. He had his little backpack and everything. Um, and... He was ready to hike up the mountain. So he hiked up the mountain and with Google Translate, I was able to talk to a uh, one of the residents and she had she and her family had been featured in um, National Geographic like back in the 60s because they um, they do this really cool thing where they make bridal covers for beds. 
she still had hers or she still had the family heirloom uh, from way back when uh, and her grandmother was shown in National Geographic with the bridal cover. Um, another thing that they did that was really cool uh, was they, along with the bridal cover, they do a plate for special occasions. So they throw a plate and by throw, I mean like they make a plate um, for any special occasions that occur within the family. So next to the bridal cover with the bed are their familial plates. So for births, deaths, um, marriages, you know, you know, graduations, whatever, special events that happen in their lives, they create a, a singular plate for that occasion. And so she not only showed me kind of their familial plate, but also what plate was hers. Like it signified her birth, which was really cool. I, I had such a, an amazing time and it just made me really um, happy that I remembered to download Greek onto the, uh, onto, uh, the Google Translate so that I could in real time, just ask questions and find out more about our life. And I feel like I had a lot more fun than hiking and going to look at a church because I got to talk to people. Now I was just going to say <clears throat> that your experience still sounds super fulfilling and, yeah. and that's what you're into. Yeah. Like I, I wanted to a learn. real experience with locals and then the two of you were still able to come together and share your experiences from the day. So cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, didn't, I, I wasn't expecting to be able to talk to people because sometimes when you're on like an excursion, especially an organized excursion, people along the way are, they speak English or they are accommodating to the guests. They, you don't get a chance really to meet a lot of locals or, or interact with people who don't necessarily speak English. So it was just really cool to have that experience and to come home and say like, yeah, I met a real person who talked to me about their real life and it was fantastic. Um, one of the other things that we had an opportunity to do that was like a great to experience, but wish I, wish I could have done, experienced it in maybe a little bit of a different way was um, see how a Turkish rug is made and learn how uh, they, they learn to make these rugs. And so we were able to watch um, someone actually hand weave a rug um, and learn how they interpret the pattern to put it into the loom to connect all the colors and like the process itself, if you're doing certain fabrics, takes X amount of uh, years and hours. And it was really, it was really interesting. Now, the part that I- beautiful in the photo that you're sharing. Did yeah, you get they, one? I did not because the place that they brought us to, I don't know how much money they think that we make, <laughs> uh, but they were like, this is an amazing rug. It's silk. It's $45,000. Ooh. USDs? USDs. <laughs> I said, I know we got off the Viking cruise, but I am not Viking. I'm not like that Viking person. I'm not buying this rug for 45000 What do you have? <laughs> right. Uh, no, thank you. I was like, what do you have for $45? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Okay. You know what? I'll give you a clean 50. What's that? Right. right. What do you have for that? Because that's about how much I wanted to spend. Right. Um, so I so they didn't have any rugs. They had um, string that I could probably have bought for $45, but they didn't have rugs that I could buy for $45. So I just left it at that. I was like, yeah, maybe I don't buy a rug here. Um, but after that experience, it was, like I said, it was, you know, Turkey overall is a beautiful country. 
Uh, I had a fantastic time. Um, Greece was uh, absolutely beautiful. Um, and again, we ended our trip in Santorini, which I will be going back. Hands down, Santorini is probably now one of like my favorite places. This is even after they had an island-wide blackout mm. while I was at a bar. So, so what makes it your, one of your favorite destinations now? It was just, I mean, the people are supremely friendly. It was very welcoming. And I'm glad the, you said that, Natasha, because I was talking to Ty about um, some stuff I was seeing across like the Internet. And there's usually stuff like, you know, traveling certain places where, you know, people are not kind to certain people. So it's mm-hmm. good to know that, you know, other countries, you know, are, you know, some of the stuff you see on the Internet isn't always accurate and it could be the location they went to or maybe how they handle certain things mm-hmm. so to just be mindful of that like don't you know you definitely want to take travel tips but also sort of like maybe think about you know it could have just been de- their experience mm-hmm. I agree I mean I think sometimes what ends up happening is you you get someone who you get like the the worst one on the worst day, like everybody else is great. Sometimes now there are there are instances where I've been to places Curacao, and I wasn't. This wasn't a, a bad person on a bad day. It was a bad island. Um, so <laughs> I. <laughs> How did I know that was coming up? <laughs> this entire time I had Curacao in my head. <laughs> So when I, I watch people on, you know, like Instagram and TikTok who, you know, travel to Curacao or other places where they've had amazing experiences and I've been like, couldn't be me, but, <laughs> but I mean, I don't discount that they've had, you know, a great time there. I just know that for me and my house, we won't be going back. So you know, that said, Santorini, completely different story. The food also, when I tell you I ate everything in sight, I ate everything in sight. And I now have a new appreciation for good olive oil that I did not have before. I brought back olive oil just for our house because I was like, this, I, I didn't know, I didn't know they made you know, American me did not know that they made this kind of olive oil. Like this is, this is what Jesus died for. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure. Like when we talk about the washing of the feet and I was like, but if somebody told me they were going to use my good, good olive oil to wash feet, I'd have had a problem. I really would have had a problem. I would have been like, no, not that one. You can use the Costco one, but you can't (laughs) use not the good, good one. I want to say there's a store in Arlington, Virginia. It's in Sherlington and they sell different olive oils oh i'm gonna have to go and when i'm back i'm gonna see if i can find the name of it i was absolutely in love that there was no bad food like i wish i wish i wish i could i could like do like a a sniffogram of the food because when i tell you uh i have my favorite meal my favorite two meals, I should say, uh, like a traditional Greek salad that has cheese and tomatoes and uh, cucumbers and then and um, black olives and then it's tossed in olive oil, top tier, top. Tier. I I ate that literally as a meal. I ordered some and then Matt was like, oh, we could just get a drink and then we could share. And I was like, but I wasn't planning on sharing. I was gonna eat this whole thing by myself. <laughs> So you can get your own salad and then I can get my own salad. And I'm quite certain that uh, that I was like, they were like, we're going to run out of tomatoes if this lady keeps ordering the same salad over and over again. But I didn't care. Um, my second favorite meal was this lamb uh, shank on eggplant, on seared eggplant that they covered in cheese in like a, like a, 
it's not feta, but it's kind of like feta. They call it something. It's like it begins with an M, and I'm going to ruin the name, so I won't say it. But um, it's cheese and like a tomato based sauce out of this world. The dish was probably as big as my head, and I ate the entire thing. It was it was hands down just like top tier food always. And each time, like they were like, oh, we should give you this. Try this. Try this. They were like bringing stuff over, and I was like, dude, I am full. I, I mean, I'll take a bite, but I'm actually full. I can't eat anymore. So it was just a, a wonderful experience the whole time around. Um, and I would encourage any and everybody to go. It's a beautiful town. It's beautiful people. It's we bought jewelry um, that was also beautiful. Some glass jewelry that was absolutely gorgeous. That was handmade. Just a, a wonderful experience overall. But you didn't get a rug though. No, no. I, it was it was in the thousands. I, I'm not. I don't mean no harm, but honestly, like. <laughs> I'm not that person. I, I'm I'm too cheap to spend money on like that kind of rug. If and they made a good case for it. I see the reasonableness in buying a very expensive rug. Like I was like, really? I didn't know you like. I didn't know it took that much. But, but do you allow someone to walk on a no. forty-five thousand dollar? No. You better like, learn to float. walk around. You better learn to That's float. That's one of those rugs you that you a... just hang on the wall. You hang that rug on the wall. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm like I looked at the rug, and like part of it is like the rug shifted colors. So like you would pick it up and like turn it to the left and the right. It was like a hologram. It was beautiful. Mm. But if you put, I don't. If you even looked at my rug wrong, you would have to leave my house. Uh, 45,000? I don't want no comments on this rug. <laughs> Everybody likes it. You better, you better fall in love. You better walk in and the first thing you say is that is an That's amazing rug. That's a nice rug. rug. Exactly. Amazing. <laughs> that rug is one of, looks great. But overall, the trip was wonderful. I had an amazing time. Uh, I learned again uh over and over that i am married to the right person because i would not at some moments along this trip would not have been calm uh had i not been with somebody who was like hey i i got you let's let's uh let me take care of it and i was like I, I, yeah i think you should um so, to uh, dr matt Deb Gallarave. like he's a he's an amazing travel partner uh, I would not have done this trip with anybody else, and it was it was fantastic. Uh, so that was my wonderful trip to Istanbul and uh, it, to Greece and Turkey. There we go. That is so awesome, Natasha. And I know you also have a trip that <laughs> how do I say a trip to Paris, right? That has been several years. This trip has been like uh, a decade in the making with your younger sister. Yeah. I think we you all were supposed trip. to go when she graduated from college. We were supposed to go when she graduated from college. And, and she's like 30 now. Series, <laughs> she's not quite 30. It's been a series of unfortunate events that we have not been able to take this trip, but we will be taking it in October. Um, and unfortunately, we're coming into the airport that I hate the most on the planet. Actually, this is the second. What's that I don't know. It's Charles de Gaulle. Oh, I really oh. don't like that airport. They go out of their way to make things uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Was... Mm. Maybe they'll build a new one. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> they're, not. they're not. They're not. I think the last like, time I've. People don't build airports. They add to them. Have you not seen Atlanta Airport? Natasha has seen it. You know Atlanta. <laughs> like. Uh, uh, Oh my God! Like it's hideous. It's hideous. It's the airport, it's the so airport in Brownsville, Texas, a new- they built a new airport because when we when we flew into it back in February, I think it was, Diego was like, "This doesn't seem like the old airport." And the lady was talking to us, and she was like, "Oh no, we just built this one. The old one used to sit right over there, so they just picked a different area of the flight line. They built a new airport. It's still tiny. Who does that? And they knocked down the old one." <laughs> Who, who built a new airport? Like that's what the government I mean, cut 
from the uh, ticket fairs go to? Let me tell you something. First of all, I, sometimes I feel like they need to build a new Atlanta. They needed to build a new airport because did they the did work. not? They were like the nah, work. We'll add on. They were like. <laughs> They were like, how can we make this as difficult as possible for people to get in and out of? <laughs> I know. Let's shut down every lane but one and then try to build a canopy. And it was like, what are you doing? Just oh, stop. God. Just build a new airport, please. They were like, no, no, no. We want you to have the full experience of hating of hating to come here. We, we want you full. to never want to come back. That's That's what the Atlanta airport is. Take that times 30, and that is Charles de Gaulle Airport. I hate it with a passion. And I'm going to tell you why. Part of it is because they made me walk three miles to get from the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the international terminal to the, to, the, to the domestic terminal. I will never forget. I should write, I should have a t-shirt made. Charles de Gaulle, never forget. Because it just... <laughs> It really irked me. And I was in flip-flops and I had all my luggage and I tore my flip-flops walking them three myself. <laughs> oh my God. It was a terrible experience. I hated it. I hated it so much. They they made me throw things out because they said it was over. Like I didn't have it in the baggie. They don't even use the baggies. They're not easy. They're on the metric system. What's the court to you? <laughs> It was it, the whole experience. <laughs> the whole experience is just terrible. It's just absolutely terrible. So, yeah, I I'm not looking forward to that trip at all. It's just, I mean, I'm looking forward to the trip. I'm not looking forward to the airport because I know we're gonna have to come in and leave through CDG, mm. and it's it's gonna be a nightmare. It, I I feel it. I feel it already. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Natasha, for sharing your experience. I know we still have one more trip to cover, and that is Katira's recent trip to Italy. So stay tuned for that episode in the coming weeks. But also out of that, be social with us. We're at GOG Travels on all platforms. If you have a gala rant, gala rave, or travel experience you'd like to share with us, Send it to us at info at gogtravels.com. Bye, y'all.